All right. Welcome, welcome to episode 43 of the Point of Pittsburgh podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin Cray. And I'm Steve Dimaselli. Steve, uh, <clears throat> we always start off by having one of us alternate by going on the couch, talking about something that's, uh, you know, bugging them or anything like that. But you had a good idea. Let's let's try to keep it a little bit lighter, a little bit yeah. more positive. Just take a different tack. Uh, and you came up with a cool, I don't know if this is going to be a recurring segment, but just at least something for us to do tonight. So why don't you share with us your uh, new segment? Yeah, so the new segment is going to be, what did you eat last week? So uh, Kim and I are both into food. We're both into eating out and we're both into eating well. Um, so uh, I think that this could be a fun thing for us to do. Um, maybe talk about the our, our favorite meal that we had out last week. Um, you know, it could be a great, you know, a highly regarded restaurant. It could be Jimmy John's if that's just the way that things work out, um, you know. But, uh, you know, we'll highlight something, uh, something that we had in the past week. So do you want to go ahead and go first? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's not a new... Uh, thing but it's new to at least the pittsburgh region and that's berea tacos just in general Mm. uh and what it is supposed to be (laughs) if we were to get it in mexico is goat that's cooked in like a beef consomme but clearly that's not going to fly in most places up here especially in the northeast um so it's usually like a, a shredded beef type that's cooked in a consomme. They soak the tortillas themselves in said consomme and they just serve it pretty lightly dressed with some diced onion and cilantro. Uh, and then you dip uh, the burrito taco into a bowl of beef consomme just to really just drive the whole thing home. Uh, I'm basically in love with burrito tacos. Um, had some the past week at Tapache up in Cranberry and just that's the best thing I had last week. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty obsessed with quesadilla tacos. There was a, uh, there was a spot in the ass end of town in Portland that, um, I mean, it was literally like, you know, a, a 45 minute drive to it. And, and we went there like two weeks before we left and thank God we waited that long because I would have been there every every weekend. So <laughs> I had I, I had a quesadilla taco since I've been back at um, I, I can't think of the name of the place, but there's a a spot at the uh, the galley on the north side, uh, and and they did one, and it was fair at best. So you're, you're saying this one up in Cranberry is pretty good. Yeah, I I highly recommend uh, okay. to just in general. Yeah. And now was it a quesadilla or was it just burrilla? Just Berea. Okay. All right. All right. The case yeah. of Berea is next level. I'm, I'm telling you, it's just, it ends up being like a grilled cheese and brisket sandwich, you know, is it, or grilled cheese and taco or brisket taco. It's great. But so anyway, so I, I, I'm sure you're hip to this place, but I had never heard of it uh, prior to uh, our return, but that's Shengdu Gourmet on Fuller oh, yeah. Avenue in, in Squirrel Hill. Like it is yep. the most unaward winning spot where a James Beard uh, winning chef like just sort of hangs out. So um, it, we, it's always yeah, it's always been highly regarded in Pittsburgh. Like Pittsburgh Magazine sure. consistently has it in the 
top restaurants in Pittsburgh. But yeah, you're right. It, it should be getting some more national run. There's not a lot of Asian food or Mexican food for that matter to me that hangs with what was available in the Pacific Northwest. And and by Pacific Northwest, especially with the Asian food, I'm talking specifically Seattle. Like Portland was fine. Seattle was next level. Um, yep. But... It, you know, this place is this place is right up there, though. So we ordered all off the Szechuan menu. Um, I think one of my my highlights was the um, we, we did a uh, we did like a chili glazed um, uh, pork belly. And that was just fantastic. So um, but no, really, really, really good, ridiculously good stuff. And, and they opened one up in the North Hills for you. That's that's for correct. You specifically. Yes, they, they did say. Please come to us, Kevin. And I said, yeah, sure. I can do that. No yeah. problem. Yep. Well, that's so uh, that that's it. That was a good segment. I liked it. Uh, I want to go out and get a burrito taco now. And I also want to get some Szechuan off of Shangdu Gourmet. Um, before we launch into our the, the meat of our episode, so to speak, uh, I just wanted to very briefly just acknowledge Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, putting up a comical 40 home run, 70 stolen base season. Uh, long time T-pop readers or listeners or people who read my dumb tweets know that I just love power speed combos. Um, McCutcheon, obviously one of my favorite players ever. Uh, Starling Marte is criminally underrated by Pittsburgh Pirate fans. I just love that power speed mix. I like guys that can help you many different ways. If if one day the power's not there, they can get you a stolen base. They can, uh, you know, provide a, a stunning catch in the outfield with their speed, something like that. And when when you know when growing up, the forty forty plateau was like god tier, and when he was 21 years old, which I believe was four years ago, Ronald Cunha had a 41 home run, 37 stolen base season. Mm. So he just decided to blow right through the 40, 40, um, and just set a level that it's going to be very hard for me to imagine unless Julio Rodriguez really decides to step his game up. It's really hard for me to imagine anyone really challenging that record anytime soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. I mean, across the board, there's there's nothing I can really add to that. But he is an incredible player. That's all there is to it. Yep. All right, so uh, we're nearing the end. We're in the final game. The Pirates won today to take one from the Phils, and then we're nearing the final series of the, the year um, with the Marlins. So we're pretty much at the offseason, so to speak. And Steve thought it would be a good time to take a a gaze at the 40 man roster and who's coming off, who needs to come on. And Steve, I'm going to kind of turn this one over to you. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So just a couple of notes before we get started on this. So, uh, this is an abnormal year as far as 40 man in the off season goes in the sense that there's not nearly as many guys that need to be added to the 40 man roster. Um, due to the, you know, very, very short 2020 draft, okay? 
Um, you know, a lot of those guys are either on the 40-man already, uh, Nick Gonzalez, Lidzinski, uh, or, I mean, you know, a couple of those guys have, you know, been traded and moved on. So not that I think that those other guys that weren't, that were moved on, with, I guess Nick Garcia could have been a candidate um, but to, to get added. But uh, I think that by and large, uh, they were, uh, the guys who were moved were not likely to be added anyway. Um, you know, I, there was only one, or there was only a couple of high school guys that were drafted in 2019. Uh, Quinn Priester, already on. Uh, Braxton Ashcroft would be the other exception there. So he's one of the guys that's eligible that might be uh, worth having a conversation about putting on. The other one would be, uh, the, the main person that I think needs to be added still at this point would be Sung Chi Ching. Um, um, I, you know, he's had a great year. Uh, I, you know, struggled at double a, so, I mean, that could scare some folks off. Uh, but I do think he's a talent. Um, and I think it would be, uh, I, I think the pirates would be remiss if he, um, were left off, and I think there's a good chance that he would be taken. Uh, there's also seven guys on the 60-day DL. We'll talk about each of those individually as we get to them on the list and what their fate has uh, moving forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, we might as well just get right into it. So the f- first guy, and, and obviously some of these guys are clearly staying on, and, and their fate is pretty well sealed, and we're not going to have much to say about them um, but there might be some other things that we want to talk about that their off season might hold. And I think the first guy that we are going to mention, uh, the first guy on the list is David Bednar. And, and I think Kevin, you might probably have something to say about an extension for him. Yeah, I think I've, uh, pretty well staked out my position at yeah, this point. Well, that's but, true. Uh, he's top three closer in all of baseball, in, in my opinion. Uh, the amount of people that I see complain like, oh my God, when is he ever going to have a clean inning? Shut the hell up. You are allowed to give up a hit. You're allowed to give up a walk every once in a while. The guy goes out, throws straight gas, probably slams a rack of Iron City after the game, and just does his job. And the Pirates, again, I will say this for the 58th time, the Pirates, I've said look like they're ready to contend in 2024 because of the critical mass of talent that we started to see started to see this year. The GM and the owner have both recently come out and said, yeah, I think we can contend in 2024. So it would be absolutely counterproductive to think about trading your top reliever. Uh, they need to sign him, in my opinion, to a nice, uh, respectable extension. This has absolutely nothing to do with him being a Pittsburgh native, so please don't start on that. It's the fact that he's really, really good, and they want to do stuff next year. Yeah, he's Arb one coming into the uh, to this offseason. He's still going to be a deal at that. I'm thinking he's probably going to be somewhere between three and five million. Is that I mean, does that seem like a fair Arb Arb one yeah. number for him? Yes, yeah, I I, th- I think so too. So, all right. So he's obviously staying, and nothing crazy happening with him except maybe an extension. So, second name on the list, Osvaldo Beto. What do you do with him? I I I drop him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to drop some names. Interesting yeah. twist with Beto is he has gone on to become a 
they they've shifted him to being a short inning relief pitcher. Like he's 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 going one inning stints in Indy for the past like month or so, and he's been pretty dominant. So I, he's kind of an intriguing arm in that sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's I think he's a borderline guy for me. I'm not absolutely certain uh, on him, uh, but you know, I I think that he's. He's a guy that's going to get claimed if 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 they do let him go. So, but anyway, Cody Bolton. Uh, I was a big Cody Bolton supporter, um, but I just I, I'm always I always use this analogy that prospects are like lava, so they're bubbling up as red hot magma, and then sometimes they reach the surface and they just cool off and become hardened lava once they flow down the hill, and sometimes you just need to let new magma punch up from the surface and flow over top of them. Um, I would drop him, but I would kind of hope to keep him as depth. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think he's a good, good candidate to get claimed by somebody else as well too. Um, but that being said, you know, again, I, I'd put him on borderline as well with Beto. I yes. don't know. He's not a surefire drop for me. But um, yeah, I mean he's 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 a possible possible yep. drop. So yep. uh, Ryan Barucky, absolutely keep. Yep, I'm 100 percent with you on that. So he's Arb one as well too. He's not going to be. I don't even know if he'll get a full million, but he is going to get a little bit of a. He's going to be a little bit above the minimum, probably in the nine nine to 1.1 range. Yep, nine hundred thousand yep. to one point one would be my guess. So, um, next up, JT Brubaker. So, uh, yes, I would, I would hundred percent keep him. Um, you're most likely going to be looking at his same number as this year. You know, that seems to be a pretty easy one that they could knock out. Uh, what was it? I believe 2.2. Yeah. I 2.2 ish. He's in that ballpark. So, um, yeah, I've seen him projected at the same number since he um, uh, yeah. since he was out all last year. I think he'll get a slight raise off of it. I think he'll probably end up in the two, more like the two point five range. I mean, again, you've got to consider that he's going from a forty percent value to a sixty percent value, and he hasn't like lost that much value by virtue of being on Tommy John. So I, I agree. I think he's a, a surefire keep. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, and, and I think he'll get a, a slight raise. So, um, yeah, because even, my, even if they, even if they upgrade, hopefully, uh, and then just kind of put a whole bunch of people into the pot to battle it out for the number five spot. Yeah. Um, I'd still like to be able to keep him as depth because he still has two options. Yeah. I, I think he's, uh, I, I think he's going to be injected back into the starting rotation, you know, assuming he comes back fully healthy. But I do think that the, I mean, with, with a little bit of luck, the pirates will be able to slow play him back and, and maybe take a little longer with him so that he's really ready when it comes time. So the yes. uh, next guy, also Tommy Johns, uh, Mike Burroughs. Your boy. I, yes, my, my man. Um, I'm not going to exactly like storm the Capitol to keep him. Right. Uh, but I would definitely keep him on the on the forty man. He, he he wouldn't be a guy. He wouldn't be a first cut for me. He's got to be. He's got to stick around. He's he's got too much upside still. I mean, again, I, I I still I've said this a number of times. I see him as a relief pitcher fully now. 
But that being said, I still think he's a valuable guy to uh, keep around. So this one's a, this next one's a real tricky one. What do you do with Ronzi Contreras? You got to keep him. Okay. Got to keep him. Okay. See, I'm uh, because he's out of options. I, I he's one of those guys where I'm like, unless you're almost certain that he can make the team out of spring training, you maybe think about trading him, or you maybe think about you know uh, he he might be he might be closer to that cut line than I think we're both wanting him to be at this point. But I, I do think he ultimately ends up making it, and I do hope that they give him one more off season to sort of figure it out and and take yeah. as long as they can. So. Uh, yep. Next on the list, uh, Yeri De Los Santos. Okay, it's a little bit tricky. I I keep him, but mm-hmm. he's like one of those guys that come June or July. If he's not doing stuff, then and we got to pick somebody up, then that's maybe yeah. when you think about taking him off the forty. Sure, I agree with that. I think he's got enough upside. Um, next guy, Bailey Falter. Yeah, keep. Yeah, I'm with that one hundred percent. Uh, Harlan Garcia. Also, also oh, because ahead, he ahead. has oh, he no, just as a footnote, he also has an option, so he has one option left. Okay, yeah, that is yeah. very very helpful. So yeah. um, Harlan Garcia, he has an option. Uh, so this has always puzzled me because they signed like a bunch of relievers to one year deals, except for Harlan Garcia, mm-hmm. who they deliberately signed to a two year deal. So that kind of tells me that they sort of maybe kind of thought he was injured coming in and Mm. that they maybe expected this to happen this year. So he, he's got, he's got a two, you know, like you said, an option, um, unless he is totally cooked, I keep him. I'm, I'm not interested in bringing him back. I'm very, uh, very, very concerned about that elbow. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think you cut, you cut loose, and and maybe, maybe you think about bringing him back on a minor league deal, but I don't think he's getting a major league deal from anybody. So, next guy up, Thomas Hatch. See ya. Oh, see ya. I think you said Steve. You threw me for a no. loop there. Yeah, hard cut, man. He's the first easy, easy he's, cut as he, far as I'm concerned. He's he's first getting tossed over the ship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Jose Hernandez. Oh, absolutely. Keep. Yeah. I, I think there's still upside with him. And I, I, I do think that he, I, I don't think he starts the season next year on the big league club, but I think he's, uh, maybe one of the first guys up in triple a. Yeah. Uh, because they, they kept him all year. So they mm-hmm. could just put him back in triple a if they want. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, um, this next one is going to merit almost zero discussion, but Colin Holderman. Yeah. Keep keep it moving. That, yep, that's my set. That's my setup guy. Uh, Andre Jackson. This is a tough. I one. I keep him on the forty man. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think he's an interesting guy for the mix. Um. He, I yeah. honestly, I look at him and I look at his stuff and I look at and I watch him pitch, um, and I see him dominate for stretches and I'm like, how is this guy not? How is this guy not established himself at this point? And then literally, and then he goes a second time through that, the order. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I think that he's he's toast. So um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I I think he's an interesting guy. I, I again, I think he's borderline. 
I've got four guys that I'm very borderline on that I'm going to have to probably make a decision on before the end of this, but I, I put him on the borderline, but leaning towards keeping. Um, yeah. Next one, uh, Mitch Keller. Um, I'm going to keep him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I think he's fine. I think he's, and, and again, obviously an extension candidate. Um, 100%. You know, uh, you know, four-year deal, love it, make it happen. Four years, $65 million. That's my number. Uh, not going to talk any more about it and, and the rationale behind it. So uh, next next up, Max Kranich. Okay. Uh, I was looking at this one before the show, and I, I think you got to just get him off the 40 and kind of hope you get him back, keep him in triple. Uh, but I, I wouldn't keep him on the 40. Yeah, I think um, I, I think I'm with you on that. I don't. I think he gets through. Um, I think that he's he's too far removed, um, and and not to mention the fact that I mean his his stuff's medium, uh, you know, to to begin with, you know. So I, I think that they end up getting to keep him. Like I think he'll push through. So I I, I agree. I think he's probably the guy that gets cut. But um, between his long term injury issues plus. Uh, plus, uh, you know, low upside stuff like, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's a safe bet. But that being said, if they do manage to keep him, I think he's in contention for that fifth starting spot at the uh, the beginning of next year. I think he's a guy that could put himself right into that picture personally. So um, mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't. I hope somebody else steps up with a little bit more upside. But that said, well, you know, that should be determined. Uh, another easy one, uh, Carmen Ludzinski. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, so let's keep on that. Uh, let's keep on the easy train, Dari Moretta. Money, money, money. Yeah, he's sticking around. I don't think there's any question about that. So, uh, and the the Pirates have officially won the Kevin Newman trade. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Nicholas. Uh, I mean, I keep him on the forty. Yeah, but to me, you know, he he's in triple to start the year. Oh yeah, no question. I he's um he's got that big upside arm, but I, I mean he's he just looks like a mess at times. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know. He he might not be on the forty man by the end of next season, but it, you know, he his upside's worth keeping him around. Um, L L Ortiz. <laughs> yeah, I I I hundred percent keep him on. Yeah. Um, we I think we have to scale his. Uh, there was a lot of talk by some circles, not necessarily us, of saying maybe a two or a three. Uh, it's possible he's a four as his, as his upside, or maybe even a five. Yeah, I mean, and we've I've also talked about how his floor is as a back of the uh, or back of the bullpen sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's had a he's had a good couple of starts to end uh, to to end the season. Uh, I'm not going to say that he has the inside track for a, you know, the, the final spot in the rotation, but, um, you know, (laughs) he might have the inside track. So, yeah. All right. So next up, Johan Oviedo. Uh, not only do I keep him, I offer him a five year, $25 million deal right now. Yeah. I'm with you on that. 100%. I, I think, um, I'm sort of looking at him as as ending the season as the Pirates number four, but if you're getting 177 innings and a a an ERA in the four ish range from your fourth starter, you're in really really good shape. So 
Um, you know, hopefully uh, we'll see some improvement from him again this year, but I'm totally down with him as, uh, as the guy. Um, next one is a guy that's coming off the uh, 60 day DL um, and or IL, I guess. Uh, and, and we're going to need to uh, see about a uh, roster spot freed up for him, but it's uh, Angel Perdomo. Yeah, I keep him. Uh, I think he might, be more triple A depth uh, at this point. Um, but I, I would definitely keep him, especially for the handedness. Yeah, I I, th- I think he's uh, got the inside track of making the club out of spring training. I, I liked what he did when he was here, I, you know, assuming he recovers, uh, you know, fully from, from what ails him. Uh, but I think he's got a good shot. So um, next guy, uh, this is... Uh, one of those prospects that would have been needed to be added this off season, but he's already on, and that is Quinn Priester. I keep him, but I would probably look to move him in a trade. Yeah, I can see that happening. I, I, I mean, I, I, it's not like one of those situations where you're dealing one of your bad guys for uh, everybody else's good players. You know, um, I, I think with Priester, we're really sort of seeing his stuff kind of come back to uh, a higher level again. You know, the fastball velocity is up. He's leaning on that curveball a little bit more, you know, getting a little bit more swing and miss, a little more movement on that fastball because he's got that sinker now too. Um, He's a guy that I'm interested to see another full year in the majors. Um, He's he's pretty well stank though thus far. Um, you know, uh, but I, I could see him as, as mostly being triple a depth next year, but there, there's still some upside in that arm. He's, he's still really young and, and, and I think he's just going to be a guy that's going to take a little longer. So, um, Colin Selby. I think you're a little bit more sanguine on him than I am. Uh, I don't really see a whole lot with him. Um, I wouldn't, he wouldn't be my first cut. On the forty man, but if it came down to needing to make some moves, I wouldn't hesitate to get rid of him. Yeah, I think he probably starts in in AAA as well too. Um, I, I still love his upside because he's been dominant at times, um, but man, he's also stank too. So yep. I, I think that there's he's maybe been miscast in into some high leverage situations, but that's that's you still got to perform when you get a chance. He's not exactly young either, but that being said, I still do want to keep him around and see what he's got. I, I still think there's some some upside as far as a bullpen arm goes for him. So Hunter Stratton, Hunter Stratton. He's fine. You know, I, I, I keep him. He's he's triple A depth for me, you know? Yeah, I, I for me, he's actually yeah. cut. Um, I mean, he's done well since he's been up. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think he'll probably uh, he'll probably sneak through. Yeah. Um, he might be given that he's his draft year. I think he might be approaching minor league free agency at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I he's one of those guys that I you know I I, I you got to make some cuts somewhere, and he's probably the guy that I'm, right. I'm most comfortable losing um, right. in the event that they do so. Uh, next guy on the list is Vince Velasquez. Obviously, don't need to worry about a roster spot for him. He's not going to be ready to start the season. Um, so he'll probably end up on a minor league deal with somebody. Um, Jackson Wolf. Yeah, definitely. You, you keep him. Um, 
he's going to most likely be in AAA next year. And uh, that's a guy that if they call him up, then that's great. Yeah, I, I was surprised he didn't start uh, his Pirates career in Indianapolis. But, um, yeah, there's no real reason to move on from this guy. I guess there's still a little bit of upside in him. Um, you know, but I don't know if he... He wasn't really at the most age-appropriate level last year, and I, I do have some questions about what the Pirates decided to do with him after he was acquired. Um, but that's, you know, uh, <laughs> that's not a, qu- a question of what's next for him. I, I, I do think that he should be on the 40-man one way or the other. All right, on to the catchers. So we've got both. I, this one should be pretty straightforward. Uh, Jason DeLay and Andy Rodriguez. you doing anything interesting with them this offseason? Anything crazy? They're They're most likely the starting catcher tandem uh, on opening day. Yeah, I, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a good duo. Um, I, I do not, you know, bring Austin Hedges back next year. So, um, all right. Uh, what about G1 Bay? Huh. Um, I hope, let me put it this way. I hope that the off season brings us enough upgrades that they can keep him on and, have him as triple A depth. To me, he's an itch um, that need. You know, he's he's a, he's an he scratches an itch for the Pirates. Um, so I, I think he'll be in the mix for second base. I don't think that's a pi- a place that the Pirates are going to go externally. Um, and I would be actually kind of surprised if he doesn't make the opening day roster. Um, but I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, he he's definitely there's a potential for him not to to be there. So. Um, next up, Vinny Capra. See ya, part two. Another guy that's going to have to come up the uh, 60 day IL, and that is O'Neill Cruz. I, I think I'll keep him around. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, as far as, uh, I, as far as extension talk goes, you know, we, we thought maybe coming into last season, there might be some extension noise there. Yeah. Is he a guy 100%. that you can prioritize for an extension this off season? Yeah. I mean, Unless you get him for some sweetheart Atlanta Braves esque deal, uh, you you just don't really know what you have. Right, right. No, I'm I'm with you on that one hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I, I I think you know, let's see what he can do for another year. Let's see that he's healed. Um, you know, but I, I I agree. There's other guys that that should be priorities for extensions at this point. I think we've talked about three of them already. Uh, Nick Gonzalez. Uh, trade bait. Yeah, you got to move something. You got you got to move something to get something. And, and I don't think teams are going to necessarily be scared off of him right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Tampa Bay Rays know exactly how to fix him, um, and and the Pirates end up looking foolish um, for the relief pitcher that they acquired for him. Uh, in the end, I'm starting to think that. I'm starting to think that the Tampa Bay Rays have one of those machines like in Tenet where they can kind of go Mm -hmm. forward and backward in time. And I think they've already gone forward in time with Mm -hmm. Nick Gonzalez. And now they're just going to eventually con the Pirates into trading him once they come backwards in time. I I wonder if they've also been – I wonder if they've been going back in time and tipping off all the uh, international league teams that he he has trouble with a curveball too. You know what I mean? Like to just make him look even worse. You know, given scouting reports from the future to those in the past. Maybe they have the almanac from Back to the Future too. I mean that's that's possible too, right? 
Oh yeah, I mean, is oh, wait, it possible no, that's, that they that's have? Not possible. We're we're past that. That that book would have been published already. That that's I true. Just thought of that. Yeah, oh we're, god. We're, we're, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, never mind. <laughs> I don't even think Nick. Uh, that was that was 2015, right? I I think it was. Oh Jesus, never mind. Yeah, Nick Gonzalez wasn't even drafted at that point. He was in like middle school. Ugh. All right, never mind. Shh, I'm gonna shut up now. Uh, he was in high school, but anyway, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't in the, the conversation for the draft at that point. Uh, next guy up, uh, not a lot of talk needed for this guy. Key Brian Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously you keep him, and I will go on record, um, as saying that if he continues to do what he does next year, what he's doing these past couple months, then I will completely change my tune on him. My whole thing with Cabrian Hayes has always been that the, the the gap between what people want him to be and what he is has always been too large for me to reckon with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. Um, and, and I mean, I, I think he's he's made some strides, um, you know, in the second half of this year. I'd love to see him keep it up um, because, I mean, I, I think if he plays like he did the second half all of next year – He's going to be approaching five wins, and and that's exactly what the Pirates need um, from him. But it, it's certainly not a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, next guys are really t- he's a tough one. He's on the uh, sixty day uh, disabled list, so he's going to be a guy that they need to clear a roster space for. Uh, and he's also I know you and I both love him to pieces, but it's Tucapita Marcano. It it is a tough one. Um, you know, we were really kind of on that train when all the vibes were great, of course. Uh, they just have a ton of middle infielders, uh, just that are all of the same style, you know, I, I keep him, but I look, I'm looking to move him. Yeah. When he's hot, he's hot. When he's not, he's not. And, and he's just been, a. You know he's he's fun when he's hot, he, you know, but it's a real it's a real drag when he isn't. So, um, speaking of speaking of surplus middle infielders, um, although this one this one probably got a, a more of an inside track, uh, I would say uh, it's Leo Verpagero. Yeah, yeah, he's he's obviously staying. He's in the mix for second base um, as a starter next year. I mean, obviously he's got to make improvements, um, but yeah, he's. For me, he's got an inside track on second base. It's either him or True, although I guess. Yeah, I, 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 and I would still, I would keep Nick Gonzalez and G1 Bay in there. Like I said, it is, it, it's, it's going to be a hot mess out of spring training, but um, it, hopefully somebody steps up. So, um, Alfonso Rivas. Um, I appreciate that he stepped in. He did some things. Uh, I don't really see the need to keep him. Uh, I hope that they could kind of stash him. He has a couple options left. Um, so I, I, I would, he, he's a fluid one. Like if you said, Hey, he got taken off the 40 man. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Or if you said, Hey, they kept him on the 40 man, but he's going to be a triple A. I'd be like, Oh, okay. You know, he's, he's that kind of player for me. Yeah. To me, he had a, uh, he had a couple months of a trial and I just don't think he really got it done. He was basically replacement level 
in his time here. Um, he did some things, but I don't think he did enough to really um, to drive the kids wild and really, uh, you know, secure a roster spot for himself next year. And if he's not going to be in the mix for opening day first baseman, I don't really see any need for him to even be on this team. So I, I'm a cut. I'm a solid cut for him. Uh, and, and I do think somebody else will pick him up, honestly. So uh, Mr. September, Jared Triolo. Uh, yeah, obviously keeping him, uh, the talk of him being potentially the starting first baseman makes me ill. Uh, I w I would like to think that they can do better than that. And if he wants to be what we were kind of hoping Tuka Peter Marcano would be that super sub who can play literally, uh, every position in the infield. Um, and he probably wouldn't be too bad, you know, hanging out in left field, uh, that's perfectly fine. But if he's a starter, like an absolute starter starter, things have gone terribly wrong. Uh, Alika Williams. Uh, I wouldn't mind keeping him at AAA for depth, but if they have to use his 40-man spot to do something, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if he lost it. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he's a solid defensive option. Um, I am kind of yeah. with you on that. Uh, I do think that he's, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that he probably gets claimed. Um, and I think there's probably a little more upside than we've seen so far in the bat, but I agree that he needs to start next year at AAA and sort of spend most of his time there. So, uh, that does it for the infielders. So, uh, onto the outfield, um, and, and we'll start with a real tough one and that is Miguel Andujar. So he's interesting because he made like roughly one and a half million this year. If, if they wanted to keep him around and say, are you good with keeping like playing in triple A for a million and a half? No. Would you do that? And maybe he would say yes. Maybe he'd say no. Um, to me, he's a quad A player, but he's a guy that I wouldn't mind keeping around. He has no options. That's the problem. Um, so that's, that's obviously an issue, but, uh, he wouldn't be on the major league roster for me. Yeah. I, I think he's a clear non-tender, but I agree with you. A minor league deal for him would be, it would be great. Um, you know, just to keep a guy around that's familiar. Um, but yeah, I think he's, uh, I, I think that's the course, unfortunately for Miguel, um, next up, Henry Davis, who evidently is just an outfielder now, according to MLB.com's 40-man roster. So, obviously, keep him on the 40-man. But if you're saying that the two positions he's playing are right fielder and possibly first base, those are two positions that I want to see the Pirates upgrade. Um, yeah. So, for me... It's it's almost hard to see him make the opening day roster, which sounds weird for a one-one pick to say that, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the reality of it right now. They they sort of by deciding he's no longer a catcher, they sort of hamstrung themselves. Yeah, and I mean, I think that he's um, he's got some work to do still. You know, I mean, he he went crazy in Double A um, and 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 really killed it, but he's having trouble with that major league slider. Um, 
you know, he had a good week this past week, uh, which was really encouraging. He had a couple of home runs. Um, but I agree with you. I, I think that he's probably, he's probably on the, uh, you know, um, he's probably on the, 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 on the Indianapolis Indians roster to start the year, unless the pirates decide to, uh, cut relationships with the next guy up. And that would be Connor Joe. I like Connor Joe there. Yeah. I said it. I mean, he's, he's just been handy all year long. Mm -hmm. You you need guys who are just going to like do their job, Sure, you know, and, and there's a long, long line of things I'd fix on the pirates before I'd get to Connor Joe. Yeah. He's only going to be, he's going to be super two. So he's going to be, he's still going to be very, very cheap. Um, you know, he's, he's been a really useful guy. I I'd like to see him relegated to more of a, more of a clear depth role. Like I'd like to see him be the, um, really the soft side of a couple of, you know, soft side of a couple of platoons. If they bring in a lefty in right field and first base, like I, you know, I, I, I think that he's got a role on this team, um, moving forward. And I think he's relatively cost controlled that I don't really want to move on from him this year. So I, I, I agree with you. I keep Connor Joe. So the next guy, Josh Palacios. All right. So he, he's kind of like, like a five hour energy drink Mm -hmm. when you're feeling down and you need some action, you, you drink one and you're like, Oh, I feel so great. And then it wears off. And then you, kind of feel like crappy and then like a few days later you shoot another energy drink that's basically josh palacios Mm -hmm. i i think i keep him and i think i think i keep him on the major league roster yeah i i I think he's got an inside track um josh palacios has not been a great performer this year um, but at the same time, his stat cast numbers indicate the potential to be a lot more than he actually has been. Um, and I'm intrigued by the unrealized upside that we've seen from him thus far. Uh, I think he can still be a pretty, um, I think he can be a viable option. Um, and I, I don't think it's crazy if they, if, if they come in with a Connor Joe slash Henry Davis Josh Palacios platoon in right field, but they really upgrade heavily in some other places. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to bed crying. Like I think it's a potentially like workable situation. Like I I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. That being said, I agree with you. I'd rather see them just put a, a, a real, put together a real upgrade in right. But I, I, you know, I don't know if they will or they won't. So, um, but yeah, Josh Palacios is is he's an interesting person, but I, I agree he's got to stick around. So um Brian Reynolds. Yeah, I'll keep him around. Okay, yeah, I think so too. Uh Kanan Smith Najigba. Yeah. So it's just not it's just not gonna happen here for him. I agree with that. I, I think that he's um I, I look to I, I look to move him in a Kevin Newman esque. I can't believe they actually got something for him type of trade. Sure. But yeah, it's just you either trade him or you move him off the 40 man. Yeah. 
no, I, I, I kind of am with you on that. I think there's still some upside, and I think that I, I think you'd be surprised. I think that if he's available, I think there's a market for him. Um, and and that's fine. Not everybody can succeed at the same place. Yeah, but I, I trade him for some some lower level uh, a lower level lottery ticket type prospect that's like far away from the majors at this point. But, exactly. You yes, know, I, I think you're going to recoup some value from him. But I agree with you. I think he's. I don't think he's got a future in Pittsburgh. So, Jack Sawinski. So on last week's spicy takes episode, which. Uh, Many, 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 many people were listening to, I'm sure. Uh, I would be open to trading him uh, or partnering up with my new white whale, and that's Chaz McCormick from Houston, who I would kind of do terrible things to go get right about now, I think. And if you could put McCormick and Swinsky as a, as a platoon, that would be a very formidable upgrade. Yeah. So um, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I can see the need to upgrade him, but I think Swinsky's, um, I, 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 I can see the desire to upgrade, I should say, but I, I like the idea of giving Jack Swinsky another year to just sort of see what he can become. Um, I'm seeing some interesting things from him the last, uh, last month or so. He's hitting all fields, which is, he was a pretty strict pull guy uh, up to this point. I think, you know, watching today's game, I think he went to left field the first two at-bats against the Phillies and then hit a single into center. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I think he might be on the verge of becoming a complete hitter. And if he ends up being a more complete hitter, then I think he's going to be I think he's going to be a pretty big deal potentially and a really good player, especially in center field. So I'm, I'm giving Jack Sawinski another year for sure. Um, you know, uh, especially given the pirates really don't have any other options in, in center at this point, unless they go out and make a real huge splash. But I, I think Swinsky can be the guy that the pirates need personally. Uh, last but not least, um, free agent pending, um, on the 60 day, disabled list right now but that would be andrew mccutcheon yeah so uh as long as he's okay uh with that achilles uh i'm bringing him back um it's probably uh i don't want to say charity case what's the word i'm looking for purely on nostalgia because mm-hmm. um, it sure feels like I think he wants at least one more bite of the apple and I would, I'd bring him back uh, as the, the DH vibe specialist for 2024. Yeah. I bring him back on a $6 million uh, deal. Give him a little bit of a raise. I think he's earned it. I think he's, he's proven that he's, he's worth it. Um, You know, I, I, I don't think he's, he's not a bad option. He's, um, Again, I, I've said it before that he's a little awkward with DH, especially with Henry Davis. Um, you know, uh, but that being said, Henry Davis isn't ready to step in as the DH even on days when he's not catching. Anyhow, uh, you know, so let him let him figure things out in in AAA and let McCunchen, you know, be the king of the town once more. Uh, that being said, I'm I'm very down with some Andrew McCutcheon contract shenanigans. 
where they sort of wait as long as they possibly can to like sign him so that it gives them some leeway to like sort of navigate the off season and sort of think about how things are going. Like basically like agree to the deal, like uh, verbally, like the first week of the off season and then basically say, Hey, we're going to sign this. We're going to put this on paper in on February the 15th, but we're going to, we're going to basically be agreed now, you know? Um, like that's, that's what I would honestly try to do if I'm the pirates. Um, if, if, if Kutch is open to that, of course, if he's not, then you, you, you sign him, obviously you, you, you don't play the shenanigans game, but, um, you know, it might be nice to, to, to be able to maneuver a little bit. So, um, but he is a guy that's going to have to go on the 40 man at some point. So, um, I, while we've been doing this, I've been keeping score. So that's seven guys, uh, that need to be re-added to the 40 man roster. And we only made seven clear cuts as we were going along. So I guess the pirates aren't signing anybody else. That's strange because I sure felt like I was swinging the scythe, but well, I, maybe I was a little, I was probably a little tougher. I guess you, you did, you did chop uh, Beto and Bolton, I believe. Um, you know, so, so I guess that means that you've got, um, you've got some spots for, you've got room for, for Carlos Santana to come back. Um, but I, I still need to clear some space for, for him. So. I actually, uh, you can cut this part out cause we can save it for next week, but I, he's not exciting, but he's like in the pirate sphere and that's Garrett Cooper for first base. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, he's a guy that I definitely think they might kick the tires on. Um, but he's, he's very, very medium. I, I think they might, I actually think they might bring Carlos Santana back. I saw that on uh, MLB trade rumors today. That they, I, I would have absolutely no problem with that. Yeah. I, he's got, he's also on team vibes, you know, so, but anyway, uh, let's go back to it. Um, so, so the pirates do have some tough decisions to make. They've got, they still have some, some spots that they need to clear, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting off season for sure. And my God, you know, in four months, I'm going to be so tired of talking about it. Uh, it, it, yeah, but it, it's like, this is like, we're coming up on my favorite time of the year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the, the first month of the off season is incredible. And then, and then you get past that and it's like, uh, yeah. And then you could be like a slog. Like I am, I'm going to be very excited to see how things go between now and probably about the winter meetings. But like, once we get past the winter meetings, like even though we both hate the rule five draft, like that's like where my tolerance for the off season sort of ends. Right. It was a long one. I, I, it was a good one though. Um, so I'm going to probably if you don't mind, close this one off for our fellow listeners. Um, thank you very much for listening in on the 40 man talk. Uh, 